1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Well, Mara, I am so excited to talk to our guest today. It is Days of Our Lives' head writer, Ron Carlavati, who has just completely shifted the canvas by doing a time jump. So now it's a year ahead in Salem, and we will see current story play out as the gaps are filled in from what happened in the 12 months we didn't see. And I think it's just such a cool concept. So Ron first told me about this months ago, and I sat with rapt attention as he outlined what his plans were and where everyone would wind up. And it was just like amazing. Like my mouth was like literally open. And, you know, as part of the story, though, we're going to see some cast changes, uh, some returns, some exits. One of the returns we are going to see soon is James Reed, who has played Clyde on and off since 2014. Uh, Now, James was in my favorite miniseries of all time, North and South, so I'm always happy when he comes back. Uh, We have an interview with him in the new issue. He tells us he's really happy to be working again with Robert Scott Wilson, who plays Clyde's son, Ben. And as we have seen, Ben is in prison, so they are going to cross paths there.
0: We also report on another return in our new issue, which is that of General Hospital's Tristan Rogers, who plays Robert Scorpio, reprising the role of Colin Atkinson on YNR. Um, so he explains that he's been in talks with YNR for a while, but had been hard to work out with his GH schedule. So then he reached out to the show when General Hospital was going on a week-long hiatus, and YNR leaped at the chance to take advantage of his availability. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be a brief return, but he'll be working again with Jess Walton, who plays Jill, and he raved about their reunion. Um, You know, I love a double duty situation.
1: I loved when Eileen Davidson would appear on both Young and the Restless and Days of Our Lives. I love seeing Wally Kurth now on both days and G.H. And actually, Wally is going to have some big story coming up on Days. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, And he will also see some family expansion on G.H.
0: Yeah, the show has cast Amanda Seton in the role of Brooklyn Ashton, Ned's daughter by Lois, who was last played by Adrienne Leon. Uh, One Life fans may remember Amanda from her run as Kimberly Andrews, that minx from uh, 2009 <laughs> to 11. I do. <laughs> um, and it's no secret that there has been a depletion in the quarter main ranks uh, over the years. So I really think GH fans will cheer this news. Mm-hmm. Um I'm also going to be interested to see how Brooke gets along or doesn't with her new stepmother, Olivia. Since uh, the last time Brooke was in town, she caused some big trouble for Dante, which is like the number one way to get on <laughs> Olivia's bad side. Um, and viewers have already seen another new face on the show in the form of Marcus Coloma, who debuted on Halloween in the recast role of Nicholas Cassidine. Um Nick was presumed dead back in 2016. Uh, but he has been such a pivotal character over the years, and Marcus, who I spoke to for a story in the new issue, is really honored to be taking over such a storied role uh, and to be working with legends like Jeannie Francis, who plays Laura. Um, I think there's so much story potential there. It's like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's exciting. Uh, now, both Nicholas and Brooke are characters with history on the show, but they are the first, quote-unquote, like new characters that we'll be seeing since Dan O'Connor became the show's co-head writer, and I think it's a smart move indeed to bring back... Folks, uh, one with, you know, Quartermain blood ties and then another, Nicholas, who has uh, ties to the Spencers, the Webbers and the Cassidines.
1: Oh, I totally agree. You know, we have an upcoming feature in the magazine about introducing new characters and how head writers approach bringing them in. And tying them to a core family is something we really heard from all of them was like the number one thing to do. You know, Ron said to me that it's better to bring on Sarah Horton than Sarah Smith, for example. (laughs) Um, There is a new character in Salem, however, and that is Evan, who is David's Manny, played by Brock Kelly. Brock appeared on the show actually in 2005 as Abigail's boyfriend, but now he's back in this different role. And we shall see if he has any surprise connections to anyone in Salem as time goes on, I imagine. Um, but the person who knows that best is our guest today. As I mentioned, it is Days of Our Lives as head writer Ron Carlavati. So let's get him on the phone to hear all about his big plans for Salem. Hi, Ron. Hello. Hello. So Mara and I were just talking about how amazing the time jump is and how exciting it's been already to see the first week. So let's start at the beginning. Um, when did you first conceive of this storyline?
2: Well, okay. It kind of goes back many years because I've been wanting to do a time jump and thought about doing a time jump since I was writing One Life to Live. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, it's, you know, 20 years in the making here. So um, it's just something I always thought could be a cool thing to do, to like skip ahead in time and you could really, um, you know, shake up everything that's happening on the show um, advanced stories, change stories, et cetera, et cetera. So it was always like a fantasy that I had of doing. And I, um, and I always thought that maybe we would do it. Well, I'll say I wanted to do it at one life to live. And then, um, I even pitched it once or twice and kind of got shot down. And, and, and so then when we, when I then wrote general hospital, I also at one point thought, well, now maybe I can do it. And, <laughs> pitched it again and got shot down and the note was always the audience is going to feel like they missed something and my answer to that was exactly <laughs> um, <laughs> you know that's the whole point that a lot has changed big things have happened and you have to watch to see what they are um so that i always believed they said, oh it will be confusing and i kind of feel like it's a joel definitely but i feel like our audience is smart enough to follow along and know that you know time has gone by and a year has passed and you very quickly i think you know at first it's maybe a little unsettling to see all the things that have changed and are different but i think it's fun to watch them unfold and i think you quickly kind like get up to speed and you know, so you quickly kind of settle on okay now i see where we are and then there's a lot of still like mysteries there to to, to unfold you see things that have changed but you don't exactly know why or how did we get there Um, and that's the stuff that you will slowly over time, find out. So anyway, I've been wanting to do it for a really long time. And then ultimately it was like the third time was the charm because I pitched it, um, at days of our lives. And in fact, even wanted to do it a year earlier, um, we thought about doing when Marlena was shot at her wedding and she went into the coma and kind of doing it then. And, and it really story-wise, it didn't, it didn't. Work in the end. We we plotted it out. We thought about it. I even got you know a sort of qualified approval to do it, and it wasn't working. We and so ultimately we just I sadly abandoned it because I finally got the okay to do this thing I wanted to do, but I was like it's just not working. So we didn't do it. Cut to almost a year later, and suddenly thought, hey, what about this year? And um, so and I always thought we would do it on the. Um, You know, I always thought I would do this on on New Year's Eve. Like I had this vision that the clock strikes 12 and then all of a sudden, instead of going one year ahead, you go to the next year. And so I always thought, oh, I'll do it sometime um, on New Year's. And as we started talking about it, we realized, wow, it could really work a lot sooner than that. Um, it's not going to hold until new year's, but we wanted to have it happen at a significant moment. And then I think it was Ryan Kwan who said, what about on the anniversary that's coming up soon? So I was like, you're a genius. And, um, we decided to do it on the anniversary. So that is how that's sort of the genesis of how that all happened. Um, and that's where we are now.
0: Okay, wait, I want to go back as someone who watched your work on One Life and GH. Do you remember ideas that you had or what you might have done had you gotten the okays from either show?
2: (sighs) No, I don't. Honestly, I mean, there probably were ideas, but I can't either remember them or I don't know if it ever got that far of like, oh, you know, Todd's married to Dorian. (laughs) 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 You know, uh, you know, Donnie is married to Heather Weber or something. Um, No, I don't. I can't remember significant um, ideas that I had, just that I knew that that would be a really cool thing to do. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, what about with Marlena? Um, Are we seeing any of the ideas you had or did you have totally different ideas?
2: um, Yeah, a little bit. Like we thought we ended up doing some of it without the time jump. Like I thought, okay, Marlena wakes up. And John is like, it's been a year, right? And then, you know, she would be like, oh, my God. And, uh, you know, now we can finally get married. And he's like, Doc, uh, the thing is, I'm sort of already married. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you would find out that he married Hattie and he, that he did that because they were going to turn her off. And, you know, um, by that, I mean, unplug her. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, um, so, 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 um <laughs> The yes, definitely him marrying Hattie would turn turn Marlena off. But um, <laughs> but anyway, um, like some of that stuff we managed to kind of do anyway without the time jump, but it was it was certain things like that. And that like and that's why this worked so well with Jennifer, because I always felt that a character on the show needed to be going through the same thing as the audience. The character had to be experiencing the time jump, too so that was always the original idea somebody's waking up from a coma to see that they've missed a year so that you're following along with them and so then when we didn't do it with Marlena we're like we need to put somebody else into a coma <laughs> and then and it needs to be you know a legacy type character and then we came up with the idea of Jennifer and that's when we decided Gina would push her off a building (laughs) and put her into a coma. Um, So once you kind of landed on that, and like I said, we just, you wanted to, again, if there's any confusion, you wanted the audience, you wanted somebody to experience the same confusion. You want Jennifer to wake up and go, what do you mean? It's been a year. What have I missed? So she's sort of speaking for the audience.
0: Are there things that you've been doing like in recent weeks or months that were specifically to set the time jump up that we might not have realized at the time?
2: Um, yes and no. Yes, certain things we wanted. We knew we had to like, Okay, this needs to all be done with before the time jump. Um, Eli and Lonnie need to be, you know, their relationship needs to get destroyed by Gabby before the time jump so we can set them where we need them to be. Um, We need, you know, the death that at first you think is possibly Sierra. We need to murder Jordan so that when the time jump happens, Ben's in prison um, we knew obviously the babies are going to be born after the time jump, so we had to think about where those characters are. You know, who knows what? Eric finds out that she's Sarah's pregnant, but maybe not necessarily that he's the father. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, Brady and Kristen kind of taking a step toward actually being together as a couple and being happy. Um, since, you know, when we pick up their apart. Um, so yeah, you did have, we had certain people in mind, you know, like, um, they they need to be happy and together, or they need to be miserable and apart because post time jump, they're going to be X, Y, or Z.
1: Um, now, okay. So this is a huge undertaking. You live, um, in New York, the, your staff is in California like this to me sounds like you need like a storyboard like how did you yeah
2: how did you
0: do the, it how did you conceive it you need, like ha- the homeland yeah. conspiracy theory. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah yeah we have the little I have the yarn <laughs> and <everything>. and, like, <laughs> the, the push pins all over and like the um so yeah it is it's really tough it's 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 not just your tip you know there are times where we sit down and go okay we need some new story we need long story but usually it's not for the whole canvas because certain stories are still in motion while you're kind of trying to conceive other stories this is like sometimes you're like okay we're going to come up with two or three big stories and i'm not going to worry about these other characters we'll kind of figure that as we go in this case you had to know ahead of time almost where every single person was because you had to You know, once when we see them for the first time, whatever changes have happened in their life have to have happened. So we have to know what those changes were. So we had to kind of know what everybody's story was, where usually I don't maybe I only have to know. One third or one half of the cast stories at any one time. So this was like sitting down with a list of the entire canvas and being like, okay, let's take these two. Are they together? Are they married still? Are they divorced? Are they alive? (laughs) And so it was really tough. We really had to sit down with every single person and go person by person and go, where do we think they are? What do you think happened to them? And start throwing out ideas.
1: How long did that take?
2: Um, that's the other thing. You kind of also have to do it fast because, (laughs) because as you're doing that, you're also, I'm also turning six shows in every week. So the job still has to get done. And somehow you know, you also have to find the time to figure out, okay, what happened to 30 people in a year? <laughs> <laughs> so it was tough. It had to happen kind of fast. And, you know, look, you don't have to figure out every single beat. That was the other part. It's like, you, okay, you can fit, You will show you these moments over the year when at our leisure, you know? So, um, you do have a little bit of of wiggle room there, but essentially you have to figure out where everybody is
0: i wait I want to know when you pitched it at days was it an easy sell was did it take convincing because it it really does deviate from you know the traditional form of storytelling
2: um yes no it when you first bring it up it throws people for a loop you know it it definitely um they are like, wait, now what? Like, wh- but we'll go back. And I'm like, no, 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 we, 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 we stay, we stay in the future forever. Like, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't comment online. like, you know, while, 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 we're taping this, you know, it hasn't happened yet. And so I'm, you know, I wanted the audience to be surprised. And so I would didn't want to really comment on the time jump until it happened. Um, But just watching people who've started to get an inkling of it, speculating of what this is, they're like, well, how long does it last? Or is it someone's dream? Or is it a week? Or is it a month? And I'm like, no, it's we stay in the future, you know, and I think once you but I like I I think you get it, like I said, when you watch it, you get it pretty fast. But I understand why all those questions come up when you say, you know, when I pitch to the powers that be, we're going to jump a year ahead. They're, you know, they have all those same questions that the audience has and had. Um, So, you know, it was very clear in my mind, but you have to articulate that vision, like, to, to everyone. And so once, you know, we start answering those questions, I watched, you know, everybody that makes these decisions get excited about it, you know, and say, oh, now I get it. This is pretty cool, you know, and start to say. And I mean, look, I got to say, in general, everyone from, you know, Albert Alar to Greg Mang to Ken Corday to Bruce Evans at NBC have like been incredibly supportive of me my entire tenure. So I was kind of used to having support. But, you know, in working in daytime for this long, you were also used to being disappointed. You're used to somebody, you know, you get all excited about a story idea. And then they say, no, I don't like it. We're not doing that. Um, and that's not to say at days I've never had been turned down for certain stories. but um, you know, I was cautiously optimistic because everybody has been so great my whole tenure. And so, when I pitched the whole thing, first we got you know internally, I got you know Corday Productions excited about it, and then we went to Bruce Evans at NBC and pitched it. And you know, Bruce is very inscrutable. You pitch in, he just listens. You know, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't ju- jump in right away. He just listens and lets you talk. And also, oftentimes I'm doing it on the phone, so I can't even see his face. <laughs> you know, so. You know, it might be afterwards where Ken is like, he was totally frowning and was trying to be like, Ron, move on. But um, <laughs> but, and, but I never know that. Um, so anyway, in this instance, he listened, he listened, he listened. And I was like, he's going to say no, he's going to say no. And Bruce is like, OK, uh, I think this is an interesting idea. You know, and he said and, and he said, to my knowledge, this hasn't been done on daytime TV. So I know we've done it in primetime, but um, I'm, I'm giving you the go ahead. So, you know, thank you to him. Cause it was, <laughs> you know, you need to get a lot of people on board and, and, it, and, it, and I know I'm asking a lot. It's, it's every time I pitch something that's a little bit out there or a little bit big, I know I'm asking people to take a risk and, you know, and if it doesn't work, it can fail spectacularly. And so, you know, you're asking people to take a leap of faith. And so that's mm-hmm. what, what, um, you know, that's what the, you know, Powers that the did with me and I hope that's, you know, what I'm doing with the audience and <laughs> like that they take this leap of faith and go on this ride with us.
1: Okay, well, what was the cast reaction to this event?
2: Well, it's funny because, you know, obviously we start writing, you know, even though the audience knows that we're writing well ahead, you know, we're not that far ahead from what they're taping. You know, it's not that I'm writing it now and they're shooting it in six or nine months. They're actually shooting it a few weeks after I write it. So, you know, I knew once we wrote it that it would only be a few weeks before the cast would see those episodes where Jennifer wakes up and it's been a year. And I actually was out in L.A. right around the time that they were finding this out. So it was pretty funny because when I first got there, no one knew. And then Albert started telling people in the cast what was going on. So, (laughs) and I just happened to be there, so... It was pretty funny to see them like, wait, it's the same reaction exactly. Now, wait a minute, you mean, now when we then we go back? And I'm like, <laughs> no, you don't, we don't go back. And, and, and then what was funny is people were asking me, I have, I remember being in the hallway and I know it was, I can remember Sal Stowers going, so what happens to me? And I, of course I'm dying to say you're a nun, but I'm like, I'm like, like, you'll get your script in a week or two. Uh, So I I couldn't really tell. And then the other one was Chandler and I wanted to be like, well, you're in prison for murdering um, your (laughs) mother-in-law. And and so I'm like, I have all those answers that I'm dying to say, but I I really didn't because I knew they'd be finding out really soon. And I, you know, I'm just like, I'm like always a fanatic about, Spoilers. I hate them. I know certain people in the audience love them. <laughs> like, I want to watch the show and experience it and be surprised when surprises happen. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, so, um, anyway, they were, they were excited. I watched it, you know, kind of ripple across the cast and people find out. And, and I think they really were excited because, like, they were seeing, you know, oh, what's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my character? You know? <laughs> um, and, I mean, that was the thing when we sat down like I said, to figure it all out, it was like okay, you, you have to have enough big changes that warrant doing a time jump. But maybe if you, everyone's divorced or everyone, it's almost too much. But so it was like trying to find that balance of okay, not everything can be different. You want the audience to have some familiarity, something to like an anchor to hold on to there, or. Um, so it was like, except it became so fun to be like, oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? Like, I had to like reel myself in to be like, okay, they're still happy and married <laughs> because <laughs> because you wanted you know enough like like it was like okay. I mean, I just had the what would happen is you just have an image of something like I was like, Kristen is a nun, <laughs> like <laughs> like I mean, Kristen, this ultimate badass is a nun. Like I love this, you know, and then. Okay, then we figured out that Lonnie was too. Same thing. I always thought Ben will be in prison for murder. And then we were like, what if Will is somehow his cellmate? You know, and you're like, that's amazing. Why is Will in prison? You know? And then you're like, well, who's dead? You know, we, you also want there to be a death. Like, if a year went by, odds are somebody had to die on a soap opera or more than one person so that's another tricky thing sitting down and going okay who dies you know we love all our cast and and like um but you know and like look who's divorced you want but again and who's a new surprising couple um those kind of things um like i'll give one thing away that we didn't do Mm -hmm. um marlena was going to be in prison and gina was going to have sort of Um, set her up and then we thought it it became too much so marlena she instead gina exiled her to europe (laughs) instead (laughs) instead of prison um she was gonna have committed perjury at ben's trial um so you would have had like
1: the cell block tango at this point with everybody
2: yes and that was one that we were like okay maybe it's one too many people in prison Maybe, you know, we do something different. Um, so that, that's one of the few that was like a big idea that we didn't do. Um, we did most of the ones that we originally came up with.
0: So it was revealed this week that Adrienne uh, didn't, didn't make it. Um, talk us through why she seemed to be the appropriate character to hinge uh, this story involving the jump on
2: yeah well, it was kind of twofold, like so, like I said, yes, we're like, well, who cannot be alive? Um, and the deal with Judy Evans, who we love, is that she has a full time job that's outside of daytime um, so she it was very tricky when we wanted to write her um once she accepted this full time position, and so that's what gave us the first idea just sort of practical concerns of like all right we really don't have Judy and so I was like well what if Adrian dies right and then we're thinking about well who you know that could affect story for Sonny and Will for Justin you know that could be a really you know juicy like thing to do but like of course it was but we love Adrian and the audience loves Adrian and we really want to kill Adrian so it was a balance of like But in, you know, what I finally decided to do it is because we have another character in our back pocket with Judy, which is Bonnie Lockhart. So in my mind, okay, yes, it was painful to kill Adrian, but it almost was like, well, we kind of have a spare, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, because we have Bonnie Lockhart. and, And of course, when Judy, if and when is ever available to us, you know, and. She loves the show and loves doing the show and she does get vacation from her job. So it's don't worry you. It's not that you'll never see Judy Evans again on the show. Um, We knew that Bonnie was always a possibility, too. Plus, we also knew eventually we're going to want to show you how and when and what how Adrian died. And so we knew we would need Judy back for that.
1: So that seems to be another element of how this story is going to play out, because like just in this first week um you know we've seen even prison for pushing jennifer off the balcony which the audience knows that it was gina as you mentioned will is in jail ben is in jail um sarah's had her baby kristen brady's baby is dead jj is struggling for a reason that we will find out um chad and abigail are back in town hope is with john as you mentioned lonnie and kristen are in a convent so now that's just week one So I imagine there are more reveals to come. And also, how is the story going to play out? Like,
2: Um, current
1: and past?
2: Yeah. So essentially, we wanted to reveal, you know, a lot of big things early on. And we kind of tried to parse them out. So, you know, the first day you see Ben in prison and then you see Will's a cellmate and then save the nuns for a different show. Like, I wanted there to be, like, that first week, like, a big reveal every day. And, you know, after you're a couple weeks into it, you then by, you know, two weeks, you know, pretty much where everybody is. And then there are still these lingering mysteries. Okay, you know, you know, you know, Will is in prison for killing Adrian, but what happened? Did he strangle her? (laughs) Did he shoot her? (laughs) Did he snap and kill his mother-in-law? Like, what exactly is, you know? So I loved the idea of, like, not, you know, telling somebody maybe what but not how. So we were like, all right, we know Adrian's dead. We know Will is somehow responsible for it, and that is sort of tearing Will and Sonny apart. Um but we don't know the circumstances of it and it's something so so to your question what we always planned to do were when the events were big enough you're not going to ever see the entire day-to-day of that missing year but obviously some significant days happened you know what happened the day that adrian died you will eventually see that day um and the trick is so anytime we want which you even saw in the first week there were some flashbacks to, you know, one year earlier. Um, What I found out was I thought we'd do those, we'd do tons and tons of them. Um, What I found out was production-wise, it's a little tricky because, you know, we shoot eight shows a week and it's a lot of production. And then if in a particular episode we've got, let's just for an example, say, you know, Will and Ben talking And they're in prison and they're remembering something that happened last year. Suddenly that's like a costume change. So now out of your prison clothes, into your last year's clothes, onto a different set. Um, Maybe maybe the day that you're watching in Salem is night and maybe the day that they're remembering last year is daytime. So that's the lighting all has. We have to stop everything, change the lighting. The production concerns did not. Of course, I'm just like, yay, we passed the year. You know? <laughs> the production is like, okay, how much are you going to flash back? Because that's a lot of work for us. Um, but they understood the importance. So I don't want to scare the audience to think we're not going to see those scenes. The the you know from Albert Alar, the executive producer on down, every they understood we need to show the audience a lot of these big moments. But he said you got to pick and choose your moments because we can't do it every day. We can't always be flashing back to the previous year because it's costume changes and lighting changes and all of this stuff. Double the wardrobe for characters on one episode, so it's just things I didn't practical things I didn't think about at the time. But like I said, don't, don't rest assured. We're going to show you the big the big moments. So,
0: do you have like a weekly allowance of flashbacks, and you have to? Uh... Um, they
2: didn't give me. They didn't give me a number. It was more like, okay, someone. You know, there might be a day where someone is describing something that happened last year. And if I had my way, we would show it. Sure. And if it was not super, super important, we might just say, well, maybe they just describe what happened that day. I know it's more fun for the audience to see. So anytime we felt like we really needed it, I was like, okay, I hope this is okay because I'm doing it. Um,
1: (laughs) Um, And do you know what they did? Like, obviously, we've seen people with different hair. Um, that there obviously were specific, you know, physical changes made to sort of indicate this was then, you know, or... Yeah, there were certain things,
2: and again, that's also hard for, like, again, with, like, if if you decide to show a flashback, like, okay, in the present, so-and-so has a shaped head, and now we want to show something from last year. Do they put a wig on? You know, mm-hmm. like, so, you know, I got very excited early on and said, like, just little visual things that would make it different, like I said roman's got glasses, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and I don't know, and I guess I'll find out when I watch the show they weren't able to do all of those things, like but we sort of would put suggestions into the into the eye like maybe Maggie has a totally different hairstyle to be like, Whoa, you know, um, and certain things it's you know maybe the actor doesn't want to change their hair, i don't know so st- I will sort of experience it along with the audience when they watch the episodes to see. You know, I left it to production to really. We made some suggestions to show, oh, now one person's missing a leg. You know, not that, but, <laughs> but uh, that's Philip. Um, but um, I was just about to
0: say, Philip Kiriakis is yeah, back.
2: Right, right. I was like, oh, someone now is, you know, got their arm in a sling and we don't know why. Or, whatever but you know some of those we had to let go and focus on the big picture of the big changes in town
0: um so there are obviously some cast changes that have been you know that the, the jump has necessitated and we spoke about judy um james reed we know is coming back uh the there is a manny on the scene in the form of brock kelly um so tell us about like managing that like who sure the coming and going of it all
2: yeah so similarly like we said when we sat down and said who's divorced who's who's together who's apart who broke up who died it was like well is there anybody new in town you know it (laughs) felt like there had to be at least one or two changes like that Mm -hmm. you know so that the audience is like whoa who's that you know or so chad and abigail was a logical choice where they're super popular we wanted them to come back from the moment they left so when we decided that Chad and Abigail would come back, it seemed like oh that would be cool to see like oh they're already in town you know and it made sense to us that oh when they found out that uh, what happened to Jennifer that they would have come home that Abigail would have wanted to come home in fact, we wrote it into the um, we wrote it into the last episode of the uh um, web series where, right um, after the last episode of Abigail and Chad in Paris, she answers the phone and is like, Oh my God, and turns to Chad and says, My mother's been in a terrible accident. We have to go back to Salem. Yeah, so, that timed
0: out really well.
1: <laughs> <Could> yeah. <you? laughs>
2: yeah, no, knock on wood. We got, I mean, we plotted it that way. We counted and said, Okay, like, when we were able to do a couple of those things on the web series, what we would do is just look and see, okay, what's happening in Salem when this theoretically drops and hope that that does stay that way and be like, oh, could we reference, oh, my God, uh, you know, so this just happened. So, yeah, that worked out amazingly well because we you watch 16 weeks of Chad and Abigail and it ends with right this week where they make the decision to come back to Salem. Um so seemingly they've been back in Salem for an entire year. You just didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, yeah, Chad and Abigail was one. Like, we felt there needed to be a new character. So we were like, okay, if Will is in prison and obviously the f- what he is in prison for, <laughs> which is killing his husband's mother, that's obviously created a giant strain on their relationship. So is there a new person for Sonny? so you know potential love interest for Sonny so um we introduce this guy and um yeah he's the manny for for David for um Jordan's child that Rafe is raising and so he's into he's new on the canvas um uh Clyde like you mentioned it made sense that well if Will is in prison i mean if Ben is in prison shouldn't he be interacting with his father <laughs> um so it uh, made sense to use Clyde to help with that story.
1: Now, since Salem does not really exist in any state, do we have a death row policy?
2: Well, that was what is so great <gasps> about it. <laughs> that is what is so great about it. The implication is that it is Illinois because we mentioned being close to Chicago and whatnot, but we never outright say and then so that makes us not bound by the laws of Illinois. So anything can happen, that, these boys. So anything can happen and we <laughs> say, Hey, you know, if Ben is in prison for murder, like do we want him to is the death penalty on the table, you mm-hmm. know? And so knowing they did that story once before <laughs> um, and then yes a, the idea okay yes we know that it exists that the death penalty exists in salem or at least it did when sammy was <laughs> on death row um so yeah it is it is you know most likely going to become an element of ben's story
1: um now you mentioned that you do not like spoilers um and this story really remained under wraps for a, a very long, long time while, yeah. Um, Yeah. So, you know, how did you feel kind of seeing it spilling out a little on the Internet, even though it didn't really gain that much steam?
2: But yeah, Um, when we wrote it, which, of course, you know, as most people know, was like nine months ago, you know. Um, it was honestly, it's like, I was waiting for this time jump baby to be born. Um, (laughs) And, and like, I I mean, for me, I was like, if the audience could be shocked out, like 100% shocked at the end of that Friday, when Jack says, Jennifer, you've been asleep for a year. I mean, to me, the most amazing thing would be that not one single soul in the audience knew. Like, that is my dream. (laughs) So my dream, unfortunately, died. Keep dreaming, Ron
0: Carlovati.
2: Yeah, (laughs) so, but, and so, but what I was pleasantly surprised to see is many, many months go by without people being aware, and then started to see a little bit on Twitter, I heard this, I heard that, you know? And so, look, I know there are people whose good time in life is sussing out these spoilers, the... To me, the thing I hate the most is when people put them outright in the tweet. If you want to be like, click here if you want to know, I don't like that either, but fine, go with God. But when they put it there so that I, who maybe don't like spoilers, sees it when I'm just scrolling through the day's timeline, I think that's a terrible thing to do to other fans. I think it's really awful.
1: We have talked about it just on the podcast about... That this story was so under wraps and that there and you understand why there's an element of, you know, surprise that also fits right in with seeing how it all unfolds. You know, sometimes in a way that like because it affects so many stories, you know, in a way that normally it's only one story that there's like a big reveal about. But this is just such a crazy ripple effect that I think the element of secrecy was important. Right.
2: No, for me to see, you know, like, oh, Bill's in prison or oh, Kristen's a nun before that happened. I'm like, shame on you.
0: You know um, so <laughs> right. So I don't know that you know you you set out to do this just to break new ground, but this happens to be breaking new ground in, in daytime. And what does that mean to you that you know for as established as this genre is, you are doing something that has not been done before?
2: Um, no, it's very cool. Look, when you're in a genre that's been all around for over 50 years, it's hard to do things that are that are new and surprising. and and, and when you do it for a long time, you know, just in in the writers' room, from from way back in my you know days of our lives uh, at One Life to Live on to GH and here, you know, you're like, look, I love the genre, I love just the serial storytelling that we do on a day to day basis, but you're also like, okay, what could we do that's different? Like, what could we do that's surprising? Like, oh, we could do a musical, we can do a time travel story, we can do a we can do an April Fool's Day, we can do a Halloween. We I like to like, you know, we. Tell 250 of these a year. So we want, as writers, we want, I mean, A, I want, I want the audience to have some surprise and some variety. But also for us, just as creative people, we are like, what can we do that's different? And that's why I've always wanted to do this time jump, knowing that it was a big undertaking, because I've just, it would be fun for us also as the writers, even though, and I knew it would be fun for the audience. Like once it happens and they see what it's all about, I think they're gonna love it, you know, knock on everything but um, <laughs> they will but but yeah i mean no it's fun and look it's like you know there's nothing new under the sun but this was is somewhat novel for for daytime
1: mm-hmm. um well you did mention that you normally are doing 250 or that you do do 250 episodes so obviously we're not going to see every day play out so does this give you sort of you know potentially like Years of story that you could theoretically go back to that happened within this missing year.
2: Well, yeah, that was a thing that we also said that we were like, wow, there is that missing time. And like we said, you saw a lot of big moments from that year, but you did not see the whole year. So. We realized that was like a treasure trove of like, wow, uh, someone could dig up something that they buried during that missing year or Someone came to town for a week during that missing year and affected something you don't know yet, or we don't know yet as the <laughs> writers. Um, but yeah, we always thought, wow, there's probably, this will be of use to us later when we need to like pull something out of our hat, it can come out of that missing year.
0: That's great. It's a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Totally. So before we let you go, can you uh, grace us with a little tease of what we might be, What we might be learning about the past and what's coming up on, on days in the near future.
2: I think it's fair to say, as you know, like we said about adding some new people back into the, you know, adding some new faces and some old favorites coming back that, um, that it's fair to tell people now that Steve Johnson is on his way back to Salem very, very soon. And I know that's a character that people love and they have missed. And so, um, that was another one that, you know, once the dust settled and we figured out where the, the, everybody else on the canvas was after one year. Kayla has been on the canvas as, you know, she was on the first day as, as Jennifer's um, doctor. Um, and you've seen her on the phone, and, and so, and, but you haven't really, you don't know too much about what's going on with Kayla. So, um, obviously, Steve is a big, big factor in her life, and so, you know, you will be seeing him coming back to town very, very, very soon.
1: Well, we are so excited to see everything that's going to happen. This is definitely, like, probably the biggest tune-in, you know, that, like, any show has
0: done in a really long time that you really cannot miss a day. It is like a miss a day, miss a lot moment. Absolutely. And, yeah, thank you so much for telling us all about it.
2: Talk soon. Bye-bye. Okay.
0: Bye. Bye, Ron.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Ron Carlovati for being our guest. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast.
2: One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on Auto Trader.